0: I got the full space jam costume i found myself a heavy metal cover of the space jam theme and i walked in and i just gave it my all
1: hello andrea gibbs here co-founder of bareface stories welcome to another episode this week elaborate costumes fantastical personas and sweet sweet guitar riffs beyond the humorous ironic facade of the air guitar performance look there's a real sincerity to what it offers those who participate. And this week's story by Robert Pollard is not just about impaling yourself on a mime to guitar or smashing it to smithereens. It's also a story about family and how the experiences we share with loved ones are the ones that mean the most. Before that, let's talk gin with Head Distiller and award-winning maker of handcrafted spirits, James Young. How potent does the gin have to be to be navy strength? 57 percent.
0: This goes back to the 1700s or the late 1600s and uh, the sailors drank uh, rum and the officers drank gin. The sailors were always in perpetual uh, terror that the um, officers would water down their rum. Mm -hmm. They developed this ingenious slash insane test. They would get gunpowder and they would soak it in the alcohol and then they would try and light it. And if the gunpowder exploded, they knew they had a good strength spirit. Drunk That's the boat. magical number that alcohol will still explode, um, gunpowder.
1: Old Young's is in Perth's Swan Valley. Interesting stories. Gin-toxicating spirits. And now here's Rob Pollard. Hello.
0: My name's Rob and I am the eighth best air guitarist in Australia. Thank you very much. Officially, officially. Now... I'm not your quintessential air guitarist. I'm a bit of a mellow kind of guy. You could call me a bit of a snob, actually. I listen to very mellow music. I don't sit in my room with hard rock jamming out as a, as a child, as a teenager, or now. So the fact that I hold this mantle comes as a bit of a surprise. Now, my cousin, on the other hand, is definitely a quintessential air guitarist. He's wild, vivacious, a metalhead, a dancer, a a performer, an actor. So it was no surprise a couple of years ago that when he walked into a bar in Chicago and embarked on a journey to number two in the world at the World Championships of Air Guitar in Finland. Now, as a family, I thought this was brilliant. I thought it was hilarious. But I sat back, I must admit, with a little bit of judgment. I'm a bit of a snob. This is not my kind of thing. Good for him, but maybe not for me. So I'm very surprised where my life has taken me. And it started when Al came back from Chicago, and we had Christmas a couple of years ago. And we decided to launch the first family air guitar competition at Christmas. Now, when Dad got up and did a bit of a lacklustre kind of back and forth, I didn't think I had much competition. Mum wasn't even holding an air guitar. She was just kind of (laughs) doing this. But when my 10-year-old cousin Tess got up on stage, she really brought her A-game. And I don't know if it was maybe the, the mean guy deep down inside or the competitive spirit, but I knew I had to take this little 10-year-old down. <laughs> so I got up and in the safety of the family Christmas environment, I let loose and I won. <laughs> the first family champion of air guitar, the end of my air guitar journey as far as I was concerned. Little did I realise that Al, aka the Ginger Assassin, was planning on bringing air guitar back to the Western Australia. The first competition in eight years. Now, Al's exploits had gathered a little bit of attention and actually some sponsorship. The top three won all expenses trips to Melbourne to compete in the Nationals. Al came to me, Bear, you were great at the family comp. Bear being my childhood nickname, I should add that in. (laughs) Bear, you were great in the family comp, you should do it. And I was like, Al, no way. A Couple of the whiskies later, he's like, come on. I'm like, definitely not. A few whiskies later, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm in. And the next day I woke up, realised what I'd gotten myself into and dedicated the next eight weeks of my life to getting out of that commitment. <laughs> but every time I would call Al, I, he's stressed, I could hear it in his voice and someone had bailed, the numbers were low, no one was signing up, it was stress, stress, stress. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, there was never an opportunity. He doesn't know this, but I literally called about four times to bail. He's standing right over there. This is the first time he's heard that information. (laughs) I had to do it. Now, uh, it's important for an air guitarist to have a title. So he'd given me the title, Bear Jordan from Michael Jordan. I was a big basketball fan when I was a kid. So I bought myself a Space Jam basketball jersey with Jordan on the back. And I rocked up on the night with a bit of a morning's rehearsal. And I got up on. St- oh, I, got, I walked in the door, and I knew that I was way out of my element. Rocky Fu was standing there in full karate garb. Billy Damage, the reigning champion, looked like a member of Motley Crue or some kind of like 80s kind of rock god. The sequins, the blonde wig, everything going on, and I knew I was in trouble. I was further in trouble when I pulled out the number one from the hat, and I was up first in the comp, and I was shitting myself. I was self-conscious, I was nervous, and I was about to become one of those strange little air guitarists that I judged not only only weeks earlier. And you could sense it. And I bombed. Eight from eight. I was dead last. <laughs> But being first, I could sit back and I could watch all the other contestants step up. And as I watched, I learned a little bit about air guitar and I appreciated it. Air guitar is the most inclusive event you can compete in I've ever seen in my life. You literally have to have no skill, but just 100% commitment and fun. And you can do well in air guitar. It is amazing. So I watched these performers and I got up for round two, the improv round and deep down I felt the burn, again, the burn of the rock gods, lighting me on fire for my air guitar performance and I can't describe the feeling in too many words other than just two, fuck yeah. I was feeling the fuck yeah big time and I bumped myself up to fourth place. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So again, I thought that's the end of my air guitar journey. Little did I realise that Rocky Foo, who came second, had other plans and couldn't make the Nationals. So he pulled out. So fourth got bumped to third and I won myself an all-expenses-paid trip to Melbourne (laughs) to compete in the Nationals. I was like, sweet, a trip to Melbourne. And I was like, oh, shit. I've got to do this again. But this time, I was committed. This time I knew what it was. So I fully committed to the Bear Jordan character. I got the full Space Jam costume. I found myself a heavy metal cover of the Space Jam theme. And I walked in and I just gave it my all. And it was just an incredible experience, an incredible experience. And I came eighth, out of 12, but still. (laughs) There was some stiff competition. And as I walked off stage, I was embraced by the air guitar community. It's really a family. If you can get up on stage with an imaginary instrument for a minute, people really respect each other. And it's a great feeling. In fact, the biggest... I think the biggest reward I had of the night was when Tom, the head of Air Guitar Australia, came up to me and he said, Bear, you were a worthy eighth, but I've never seen anyone spin an air guitar on their finger before. I was like, yeah, mate, that's it. (laughs) So this story, my rise to eighth in Australia in air guitar, officially still to this day, is a journey I never expected I'd be on. But it's amazing what happens when your family takes a step into a bar in Chicago to join an air guitar comp. You step in there with them. And it made me think about all the times that I've gone on journeys and brought my family with me. And we really are on this crazy journey of life together, family. But I guess one of the reasons I did this to start with was that I work in a hospital, I'm a social worker in a hospital, and I I sit all day with loss, people who have lost their health, lost their mobility, sometimes lost their life or lost a loved one. And doing this job has really made me appreciate the time that I've got. It makes me want to just embrace every opportunity that I have. So when I think back to the time wasted, judging, being a bit of a snob, sitting back on my high horse going what a bunch of weirdos doing air guitar. I just think of such a waste, what a waste of time that was. But when I think to the time that I jumped on stage and became 8th in Australia at air guitar, I just think fuck yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Rob Pollard, recorded live at Bare Stories. The theme of the night was Bob's Your Uncle Stories About Family. And speaking of family, Rob is also the co-host of a great podcast called Hope It's a Trap, alongside his cousin Al. It's a show that involves two very funny fellas sitting down, having a yarn about their lives and the world around them. It's bloody funny, and I've lulled many times listening to it in my car and on my runs. So, yeah check it out. It's called Hope It's a Trap. Next week on the Bearface Stories podcast, it's our final episode for season two. However, right now we're not able to do any live shows due to COVID-19. So what do you think? Shall we kick right into season three? Let us know on our Facebook page or do us a kindness and write us a review on iTunes. We love our storytellers and we hope you do too. I'm Andrea Gibbs, stay safe and I'll catch you next week.
0: You can do. she just don't love you